This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited for you to meet our guest today. I feel like I say that every time because literally doing this podcast, it's just so amazing and fun and inspiring and just like I'm always in awe of how many amazing humans there are in this world and you are amazing too and I I just it's so it's just so inspiring so I'm grateful for you and for our guest today so our guest today is Simona Sila and I initially asked her on the podcast which she will talk about because I, she has a sort of side business that's all about selling crystals. And I've been curious about crystals for a long time. Many of our teachers in Flow 365 use crystals. I have many friends who use crystals and I have crystals and I just sometimes feel like they're sitting on a shelf. And I just wanted to get the lowdown. I wanted to pick someone's brain about crystals. And so I was, I met Simona at a business event. And when she said what she did, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have you on the podcast. But when I asked her that, I didn't yet know her as the amazing, I feel like I can't curse on this podcast, but I would right now, like just amazing. I'm just going to say it badass because she is just overcome some crazy stuff. And her story is something that will inspire you and hopefully give you a lot to learn from. So we do talk crystals, but she's also an amazing change maker for, especially for the underrepresented communities. And she does that in all sorts of ways through being a marketer and also in her healing practices. So I'm so excited for you to get to know her and learn all that she went through, which sucked, but now her story is going to inspire everyone listening because she really did persevere through a healthcare system that told her over and over and over again that nothing was wrong. And actually, that's how one day she found crystals, which were part of her healing solution, but I'll let her tell you the rest. So we're going to get Simona on in one second. This is definitely a self-care. I would say Simona is an advocate for just radical healing. So I feel like sometimes when we use the word self-care, we are using it kind of like that extra thing that maybe we need, like getting our hair cut or getting a manicure. Nothing wrong with either of those things. They're both things that we 
mostly do to take care of ourselves. But radical healing is way bigger than that. And it is non-negotiable for every woman, especially women of color. And this is what Simona stands for. And so I'm so excited for you to hear from her. And the reason that I'm so excited about this topic right now is because self-care is what we are going to be leading with in Make December Matter. What self-care looks like in a season when we, if we have that in our repertoire before, we definitely give it up during that season of December. And yet I think that during the busiest of months or the worst of times, these are the times when we need self-care, when it literally becomes our lifeline, when it is non-negotiable. And so for me, it's non-negotiable at that time of year. And I hope to inspire as many women as possible to make that a priority too. So that's why I'm so excited that this is the episode that is going live today. So if you like what you hear during this episode, during my conversation with Simona, definitely go sign up for Make December Matter. And we'll give you lots and lots of tools that you can implement during your month of December to really create transformation for yourself. Instead of just like, I see this picture and I know you can only hear me of just like throwing up our arms and saying like, whatever, like there's too much sugar, there's too much consumerism, like it's too far into the year. I'm just going to give it all up and wait until the new year because that's when I'll get grounded again. And I just think that the more we do that in the busyness of the holiday season, oh my gosh, what that opens up in the new year is unbelievable. So come join us. I think the URL right now works, just makedecembermatter.com. So you can go to that, grab your ticket, and I'll see you for that on November 17th, but I'll see you before right here. All right, with no further ado, let's get the amazing Simona on the show. Hey, Simona. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're recording this. It's not going to go live quite when we're recording it, but we're recording it on a holiday. So we both have kids like floating around us, which feels like both of us are really walking the talk today. So let's start with, I mean, I've given everybody, you know, the overarching overview of what you do, but I know that you're totally open to starting at the beginning and being really vulnerable on this, which I think will give everyone listening opportunity to, you know, be inspired. So Tell us about, before we press record, you said like that you wanted to empower women to, now I'm going to forget what wording you use, like unapologetically heal or what did you say? Radically heal. Radically heal. Oh my gosh, that's even better. Radically heal. So will you tell us a little bit about your journey of radically healing? Like what that was about? Like just paint the picture for us. Oh yeah. So back in 2018, I was super sick and they kept telling me I had the flu and I was like, nobody has the flu for six months. That doesn't exist. I'd be dead, right? So I just really, I saw how me being a person of color, a woman of color was kind of ignored in the traditional healthcare space. And I had to challenge them to look into things further. And like, I had to literally cut up in the doctor's office, like, fine, 
If you guys don't want to help me, then no, don't charge me for this doctor's appointment. I better not see it. And they finally calmed me down and they started to run tests. And when they did run those tests, they saw that I had these gaping holes in my lungs. Oh my Um, gosh. Yes. It was very noticeable when you did, you know, the x-ray scan and whatnot. And from there, they did like these series of testing. But between that time period, it was just like so traumatic. Like I lost my house. I couldn't go to work. I was quarantined by the city or the county, should I say, because they thought I had a communicable disease. I ended up having a disease called NTM, and it's pretty much a bacteria that kind of eats away at your organs, and it decided to eat at my lungs. Oh my Um, goodness. Yes. So it was pretty difficult to kind of navigate to, especially being a mother of two young children. I was about to say, I know you're a mom, so you were already a mom at that point because that was a few years ago. Oh yeah. My kids are nine and 11 now. So, and it was only a few years back and I just had to really pull things together all on my own. And I had to literally, oh, and at the same time I was going through, like I was post-divorce, but yet still fighting. And it was just too much at the same time. And I realized because they wanted to put me on like five or six different antibiotics, not knowing, I think I did it for a couple of months, but at a certain point I couldn't do it anymore. It was literally killing me while I was in treatment. So I decided to pull in more holistic healing practices, which led me to the creation of my business energy. And it's E-N-H-E-R-G-Y because, you know, I'm about the ladies. <laughs> Not in that way, but yeah, more I so love it. Energy, yeah. way, especially for women of color growing up as a African-American woman, I just could see from, you know, looking at the women around me, including my own mother, like we don't really have a safe space to heal. And that's why I feel like radical healing, it should be a non-negotiable for every woman, especially women of color. And here we are today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how did you make the space for radically healing with all that was going on? Like, I mean, so it sounds like there was kind of like rock bottom moment. And then as you were moving forward, like, what did you figure out? What did you find? How did you make this the radically healing journey that it was? Well, you know, one thing life will do, I feel like it's going to bring you right to yourself. Like even the relationships that even me speaking to you right now, it's like we're mirroring one another. Like we brought each other to this space for a specific reason. And here we are. However, in the healing process, I just learned like it completely reduced me. Like for me to have, I had like a fever for a year. Every other day, it felt like I had anywhere from a 101 to 104 fever because my body was fighting and, you know, I couldn't deal. Like I had to come to myself and say, if I'm going to really heal from this, there's no doctor. Remember doctors practice, the keywords practice medicine. It's all on me, you know, Mm. and- That's when I started to learn things about epigenetics and mindset. And I thought of those things as very separate, but I had to come to the reality and understanding that the mind, the body, and the spirit are really inseparable allies. Like they work together. If one is out of whack, the others are literally flailing, you know? So I think that's just something that I had to come to terms with. But once I got it, I got it. And I didn't realize how it affected every other area of my life at work, you know, my children. I mean, having chronic fatigue is no joke. Right. When you can only be up for seven, eight hours out of the entire day, just because your body is fighting to survive, it's not fun. But mindset, you can heal. Like the mind is the the quickest thing to help you heal. There's no medicine. And so what was specifically, what were some of the things, like what were some of the mindset tools or like the other tools that you use to really bring these things together? Like I'm sure there was a lot of them, but like what were some of your favorites? 
accepting the ego deaths, sitting with my little nuances. They're all in the room like, hey, girl, how you doing? Crazy. How you been? (laughs) And not really like, because I deal with a lot of shame, feeling bad because I have these nuances about me that everybody has, you know, but really kind of accepting them. I think the biggest thing that I had to learn was, you know, you just got to accept where you are. Self-acceptance, radical like acceptance of everything. I think it really kind of tied into my level of needing control. Yeah. And so when you're really sick, have a fever, really tired, and you're radically accepting that, like, and I might use the word surrender, surrendering to that. Mm-hmm. How do you not lose yourself to that? You know, how do you not lose yourself and keep moving forward into these new modalities? Like, what did some of the things look like in your day? I mean, because I feel like you must have been balancing a lot of things in the outside world with kids and, you know, work and all the different parts that you also had to show up for as you were healing. Yeah. Sometimes it looked like saying no. Yeah. Sometimes it looked like saying yes. Moving with a high level of intention, like day to day, moment to moment, working on my discipline and habits, recognizing what my weaknesses are. And instead of working on my strengths, working on my weaknesses. Ooh, um, I like that one. Tell me more about that one. That doesn't come up a lot. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to be glory, like sit in their glory about their strengths, but that's really not going to help you evolve and grow. Like, okay, you're great at that. But, you know, what about the things that is really causing, you know, some havoc in your life that you need to work on? For me, that was my personal relationships. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to be a little... I don't know, flippant about certain things in relationships and really only caring about what I want to get out of a situation and not really being authentic, especially in my intimate relationships. I had to challenge what I felt I wanted in a relationship. One day someone called me, two people called me Thanos. I said, oh, whoa. A part of me liked it, like, oh, I'm a destroyer of worlds. But then a part of me was like, but I'm a destroyer of worlds. Yeah, Yeah, but really kind of accepting how I'm perceived and not shaming myself, but also working on the things that I felt that I could be doing better on. Not so much of take, you got to take the things that people say with a grain of salt, but sometimes there's seeds of truth in there that you want to like sit back and just digest and take in and see if it's something that's meaningful to you to see if this is something that you need to work on. Oh, and my favorite was them ego deaths. Yeah, tell me more about that. Well, I think once I've learned that, you know, once you get certain lessons, you kind of walk away thinking you don't have to deal with that lesson again. Ooh, I've learned that that's not true <laughs> in the past two years. <laughs> I think that one of the bigger things I've learned is you're managing through this human experience. There's no like, oh, I got it. There's no such thing. Yeah, and I keep finding it's like spiral staircase. So it's like, I'm like, wait, why am I back here? But it's like, no, I'm not really back here. I'm a little wiser than last time I was here. And there's something mm-hmm. different. There's another layer. But yeah, I totally hear that. Okay, so keep telling me about ego death, though. I didn't mention it around. Oh, yeah, no. Instead of like recognizing, oh, you messed up, Simona. Just being like, oh, you know, okay, you messed up, but there's going to be a next time. Like you said, we're on loop. Everything is cyclical. You know, just when you think you're done with something, universe says, oh, let me just bring it back and see if you really learned your lesson. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, I'm wiser now. I can handle this. Like this is child's play at this point. So it was just really accepting who I am and the things that you know, my everything, all my good, my bad, the in-between. And there's no such thing as good and bad, but you get what I'm trying to say. I feel yeah. like 
just really accepting and like moving through these different spaces of my life in my glory. Yeah, I love it. So when do you feel like you considered the health piece of you healed? Like, was that a year long process? Like what was, how long were you really sick? I was sick for, well, the prognosis was that I was going to be sick for three years plus. This is something that I would have to manage, but I combined these alternative healing modalities. The biggest was just thinking healthy thoughts. Second to that was what I consumed. I definitely detoxed for over a year. And that was a really hard thing to do because- And are you talking food? Oh yeah, food, alcohol, anything. All the things that are little vices that we do to keep us like sane. Like I didn't have any of those things and I wanted to be able to respond to people really, you know, authentically, but from a space where it was really me. And that was not a pretty process. It was hard for me to the point where I didn't even want to look at myself because I felt better but I look different than what most people were used to seeing me like. So that was hard to deal with, Mm. especially in black households. You know, you lose your booty and everybody want to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your booty at? Like having a backside is like a sign of like, you know, I don't know, opulence. I don't know what the right word is, but. So interesting. Oh yeah. To be curvy in a black family is normal. Like they consider that the baseline. And I was not that. I was a size zero. Oh my gosh. And I was like a size eight before. So I know people. And that was you getting healthy or that shift the other way? That was in your sick time or getting in your detox time? That was in my detox time. And in between that time, I became a little bit of a food Nazi. I had to, that was another lesson. Like my journey is my journey. You can't project that onto other people. Yeah, because absolutely. Yeah, everybody comes when they're ready to that table. And, you know, if I was sitting down to eat with you, I'd be like, you're going to eat that? Yeah. Instead of just minding my business. Yeah, so that was bad. And then also like... Just listening to what people would say about me. They said I look like a crackhead. I said a lot of things or it is really people just being concerned. Like that's yeah. the root. Like, oh, what's yeah. going on? You look different. And like, are you okay? Kind of thing. But sometimes people say things that they would say to me if, you know, how would I say it? Like when they feel comfortable, you know, you say you have more humor wrapped in there, but when someone's healing, it's like, it doesn't land the same yeah. way. Yeah. And, well, and you were trying to get healthy and everyone thought you were sick. I mean, you were sick, but you know, mm-hmm. you were on the trajectory to get healthy. All right. So in all this, it also led you to this business that you referred to earlier, which is around crystals. So how did crystals play into your healing process? I'm uber curious about this. Well, I've always been a little bit of a mystic, even as a child. So I would find myself in these little spaces where they would sell these metaphysical things. And I've always like, Ooh, that's nice. Like, I like that. And I always knew about crystals, but you know, I grew up in LA, like, you know, and my dad and my mother, they're not, my mother's super religious. My father is just, you know, not. And I think just trying to move into spaces that I felt comfortable in. Oh, and before I even say, let me preface this by saying, I am a person that it's hard for me to do the things that are important for myself. Yeah, I put other people's needs ahead of my own. And it's easy to do when you have children, when you had, well, I don't anymore, but I had a husband and I would wake up. The first thing I do is figure out what they wanted. Today, never will I ever. (laughs) The first thing I do is like, you know, I kind of like tap into me. 
And so I basically start tapping into the things that I was interested in. And one of those things was healing crystals. And from there, it was on. You know, I have them in my home. You know, I do practice my own personal level of crystal healing. I mean, I don't do Reiki or anything like that, but I saw a difference in that and how I felt when I was using that practice to help me feel, you know, some sense of comfort within my healing process. Will you describe what the process looks like? Like, what does it even mean to use crystals? Like, I mean, I am definitely like, I feel like I'm the person who works with enough healers. We even have healers on our team, like, you know, and so crystals have come into my life. People have given me crystals. I have them you know, I have somewhat of a little bit of, you know, place where I meditate and there's some of the crystals are there. But to be honest, I have no idea what any of them mean. And I don't put one there that I don't like, but I'm just curious what it even means to use crystals like throughout your day even. I mean, it's kind of like the way I would describe it is, you know how somebody say you have to have your own personal relationship with your God? Yeah. It's the same. It's different. And I always tell people when they're like purchasing for me, because some people go into it like, oh, they want it to be very prescribed or very structured. And I'm like, yeah, no. And like one of the bigger things is I'm like, you're the crystal. For me, it serves as a helpful reminder. I actually feel the energy. I know sometimes people come and they put their hand and they can actually feel the vibration in that energy. But there's so many different ways that you can use crystals. You can bathe with crystals. You can sleep with crystals. You can keep them on your person. But for me, it's about moving through these spaces with a level of intention. And when you set and program your crystals, you're doing that, letting the universe, God, whoever it is that you are allowing to be your higher source, I call God's source, you know, Mm -hmm. it's basically almost like this covenant that you're setting with this higher source that these crystals are harnessing that energy and helping you move forward in your life with a high level of intention. Oh, I love it. I will share that I had this little pink crystal that I love that was like really smooth that a coach gave to me like many years ago, then many other years ago, like seven years ago, when I was on my book tour, I had this little stone and I am not, I mean, I know now I have a podcast and we have all these episodes, but like when I started being a coach, like I was not a speaker, this was not my natural thing. Like I had no idea this is where I would land in life. And so I had this crystal and this coach who had taught me how to talk. So I literally would stick it in my bra every time I had to talk. Like I would just like put it in my bra and like it would be there and it would be my companion while I was speaking on stage when, you know, I felt totally like I was basically naked on stage and it really served me well. And it's funny because then I like started getting into deeper relationships with more people who like teach on his crystals and use crystals and, you know, put them under the full moonlight and put them in water. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what that is. So, you know, so I just I shied away. Yeah. Everybody, like there's certain things that you can do, like there's very specific practices, but it's a living organism as you are, you know? Yes. So Ooh, I love that. You really, I always tell people it also, like when I sell my crystals and I go to these, you know, places, people want me to pop up in their store. They're like, why don't you have the names of the crystals? Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I do that on purpose. And they're like, why? And I said, because your crystal chooses you. You don't choose the crystal. You don't say, hey, I really want to come in and I need help with breastfeeding. Don't get me wrong. I'll still talk to people and let them know what the standard is. However, there is no standard. In some practices, you can program any crystal to do whatever you want it to do. However, I always tell people to go at it 
with a level of comfort. If you're having apprehension about what crystal you want to buy, then you don't need to buy a crystal. Interesting. Oh, I like that. That's such a good life lesson. Yeah. And then also when you choose something, I always say whatever you look at more than once, whatever you feel like you just keep reaching for, usually when you research that crystal, you'd be like, oh, now I see why I chose this crystal. Yes. Oh my gosh. But in your business, you're moving towards sort of grouping them into like topics, right? Like different things that one would want help with. So in some sense, there is some logic, obviously, that you're using to put those together. And so what are some of the things that crystals can help with? Like what are some of the packages that you will have? So a lot of people I notice like there's certain things that like there's only so many things that we as human beings really have to deal with in life. Just like there's only so many like root emotions that we have to Mm. describe what we're going through. I noticed that a lot of people are trying to get some spiritual development in moving in new directions, or as I say, new beginnings in their lives. They're starting a new job. They're kind of creating this new family dynamic. They're moving to these great places and taking on new adventures. So I say there's a package for new beginnings. Some people are really dealing with love issues. Some are passion related. Some are just self-love issues. So we have groups of crystals that are known to help with those energies. Some people are just feeling a lot of people with like have issues with negativity, with either Mm. them being like, am I the drama (laughs) kind of negativity in their lives? Or I have some people who come to say, you know, I feel like there's a negative entity that is around me or in my home. So they need to move with a level of protection. Some people are just pretty practical about it. Like there's all this stuff in our cell phones and all these EMFs. I really just want to protect myself from those things. And then there's crystals that help you deal with those types of things. And the reason why I'm really grouping them and I'm not even going to hold you, I definitely just, I'm overwhelmed with, there's thousands of crystals. Yeah. You know, so I'm a one woman show. So I wanted to kind of simplify my life, but also allow people to have these grouped like sets so that they can not only get what they need from that, but learn new things about these crystals because crystals have like, how do I say it? They mean a lot of different things, you know? Mm. So although these are really known for self-care, this crystal here might really help you with stomach issues, like very specific things that another crystal isn't known to do. So it's really to help you learn through this process as well. Okay. So I know personally that I have put crystals on sort of an altar situation that's, you know, near where I might meditate. I Mm -hmm. know that I've stuck it in my bra to talk. (laughs) The other day I was at someone's house whose water tasted so good and she swore it was because she had a crystal at the bottom of it. But like, what does it look like to use them for how does do you put it one in your purse? Like, are you putting them around your house? Like, what does it actually look like to not just stuff them in a drawer, which I think is probably I'm hoping I'm not the only one who's gotten a given a crystal and it like, you know, one day you're cleaning out a drawer and you're like, Oh, my God, there's a lot of rocks in here. Yeah, for me, it looks like I love crystals being on display. I like to visually so, see them. visually see them. Yeah, yeah, cool. I do a lot of meditation with my crystals. Yep. I wear them like you in my bra sometimes, or I'll just have them in my pocket. 
Yeah. It depends what outfit I'm going for today. <laughs> I bathe with my crystals and I also put them in water too. <laughs> so, I love it. Okay. So you put them at the bottom of like the bath. Mm, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, not all crystals do well with water, but yes, I will bathe with my crystals. And, but my favorite by far is I burn my Palo Santo because it's so sweet. I love the smell. And then I also, I do a lot of meditations with different crystals depending on, you know, the intentions that I set for them. In the case when you're meditating with them, are you holding them in your hand? Is that how that, sometimes, or you're sometimes, looking at them? Sometimes I lay and I actually put them in different regions of my mm. body. I've slept well, I've got, with- yeah, I've gotten energy work before where people put crystals on my front. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I read one, you know, I do a lot of research and I read in this Native American healing book that you're supposed to fall asleep with your crystal in your hand and wherever it navigates to as you're sleeping when you wake up, that's the part of the body in which you are receiving the most healing. I love that. That's cool. So I've done that a few times, but so just to just to see how it panned out for me, <laughs> but and it was pretty. I fun. love it. Yeah, and I do have an issue with my hips. <laughs> I love it. So we skipped over something you said that I just want to go back to, which mm-hmm. was that you're somebody who doesn't naturally take care of themselves. Which I know there's like a bajillion people listening to this who like would relate. And so I know that this is one of your passions is that we can take better care of ourselves and we learn to take better care of ourselves and we practice taking better care of ourselves. So will you just give us some tips around that? Give the listeners some tips around that. I mean, I think that this is the journey of maybe womanhood and I know that it's a lot harder for marginalized women. So what has helped you in that path to like even be able to think that you could wake up in the morning and like put yourself before whoever else is in your path? You know, I always heard, like, when I was younger, you know, I always loved talking to older women. Oh, Most me too. Yeah, I thought I was grown <laughs> a little bit. There was <laughs> there. But I've always been attracted to these calm spirits. I always was attracted to these wild women who said what they wanted to say, but yet could be so calm and nurturing, but cuss you out at the drop of a dime if it needs. I love those ladies. Some people can't stomach them, but I'm over here like, yeah, tell me more. And I think you get to a certain point as a person and, you know, as women too, but were you just like, Nah, you realize you start to be open to the realities of the world, to the realities of how women are marginalized and how black people are marginalized. And again, there goes that radical acceptance where you're like, all right, this is what we're dealing with. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you're kind of learning these other lessons as to where do I fit into this? How am I feeding to this, you know, where I was feeding into it was not knowing myself. Like that is one of God's biggest commandment is to know thyself. And one of the ways that I've learned how to do that is to mind my nervous system. Your nervous system actually, like for instance, it doesn't know the difference between sarcasm and reality. Like I had to start to register where I'm at. So if I wake up in the morning, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, then I need to be able to attend to that feeling of overwhelmingness. Yeah. If I wake up in the morning and I need an extra 15 minutes of sleep, then I'm going to give myself an extra 15 minutes of sleep. I noticed with my eating, because remember I said I was a food Nazi. I should not say Nazi. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. It's <laughs> the only way that I could explain it because I was totally beside myself, but yeah. I'll find new ways. 
I had to realize like if I want to have a piece of beef, Bidia, because that's what my body is telling me I want to eat in that moment. And it's not from a space of, you know, how you just want to eat to eat. It's not from that space. It's just because, you know, I deserve this right now and I'm going to eat it. Like I really had to mind my body. Like I learned in order for me to be successful in this world, I have to have full range and control over this shell that we're this meat suit that we're living in and not allowing this meat suit and my mind, because your mind will work against you too, if you don't manage it to steer me in these directions. And it's all fear-based. Like I had to realize how much fear was motivating my actions on a day-to-day basis. And once I really was able to kind of be really honest with myself about that, then it was allowing me to say, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't. I can't help you today. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to be journaling all day today. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for me. I'm into astrology. I'm one of those woo-woo people and I'm a Virgo and we represent creation and intellect. So we're always in our head. And I had to realize like, yeah, sometimes you have to turn it off. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that answers your question. A hundred percent. I love that. And it's a practice. And I feel like, you know, we all get served up the things, right? Like I wrote a book on food and family and was served up. Like one of my kids ended up like dealing with something awful in the past two years with food. And it was like, here's the lesson again. Like I thought I solved for this, but here it is at a different level. And it's every time it's like, oh, yeah, like I didn't get it all. There is another piece. It keeps evolving. Like it keeps evolving. You're like, it's oh, evolving and layer. And one of the things that I've come to learn, and it sounds like you totally have is like when we just know that it's okay, that like that's life, like that it's a process, that it's always unfolding. To me, that has been the way that I'm the kindest to myself. Like just understanding that like the highest form of self-care is for me not to beat myself up. So just showing up kindly, right? Like just like, okay, this is how it is. Like just surrender. This is how it is. And then what's next? And how do I really take care of myself right now? Because there's so much noise even about like how to take care of yourself. And even hear us talking about crystals, like there could be somebody listening who's like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And yet maybe you're not in a place where you can shower every morning because you're taking care of other people first. And so it's like, what is really, you know, like there's so many layers, right? And so, yeah, who knows? Maybe you put a crystal in your shower and everything's great. But like, sometimes we just have to learn how to shower or pee. (laughs) By yourself, without little By yourself, yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, right? Like, it's amazing what we do. Connections that I made with that, you know, I call it people-pleasing. And one of my friends told me, well, before I tell you what the friend told me, I realized for me, everything goes back to childhood. As cliche as it sounds, I was definitely severely neglected. So I was always trying to like make people feel comfortable being around me because I felt like I wasn't deserving of being around. Mm -hmm. And I don't think my parents or the people that I were around meant to do that to me. I think it's a product of them being Black and in America. You know, what was it called? We were latchkey kids. Is that what the term is? I would be home by myself all weekend because my father had two jobs that he was trying to provide for. And he had all these things. They didn't get a break. So that extended over into the children being raised. And you just have to deal with the realities of neglect. So back to what my friend, she, oh, girl, she made my heart stop when she told me this. She's really a fantastic lady. She said, 
because I'm talking about how these things real time, even though I know I can tend to be a people pleaser, I'm still like managing it at almost 40 years old. Right. So I'm like venting to her about these experiences that I'm in. She's like, sounds like you're being really nice. And I said, yeah, I'm being nice. And I was really in this space like they should be appreciative of me being nice. She said, have you ever looked up what the word nice means? The root, like the etymology of the word nice. And I said, no, she said, look it up. So I looked it up. It literally translates to stupid. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so amazing. I think like the root word and please, you know, give me grace if I'm wrong. I think it's like nasir or something like that in Latin. And if you Google the word nice, and remember, they groomed us as little girls. Oh, be a nice little girl. In I reality, definitely a nice one. They're telling you, be a stupid little girl and don't even realize it. She said, yeah. what you're trying to be, Simona, is kind. And it took me back to this scripture. And I might have the actual verbiage wrong, but the understanding is correct. Like, I come not yielding peace. I come wielding a sword. Because sometimes you got to tell people where to put it. You got to be kind when you do so. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. You're amazing. I'm so excited. Tell everybody how they can find you. I know that you're like, as we're recording this, you're in transition, but maybe as this goes live, like tell everybody where they can find you and find out more about crystals or what you're up to. I know you're coaching and doing all these things. Yes. So I am found like my business energy is www.enhergy.co, not com, but .co. That's where you can buy crystals from me. If you really want to like conversate with me, because right now I'm talking on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at, and then my personal Twitter is at Simona Folashade, which is my name. It's spelled S-I-M-O-N-A, F as in Frank, O-L-A-S-A-D-E. So send me a DM, send me a tweet. And then you can also see me on Instagram with my business. I'm going back and it's energy, E-N-E. H-E-R-G-Y dot C-O on Instagram. So awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes so everybody can have them. But that's so fun. And where's your favorite place to chat? Twitter? It's funny. I haven't talked to somebody in a long time on Twitter. I go back and forth because there's just so many options and, you know, there's no such thing as multitasking. I don't agree with that. (laughs) So right now I'm on Twitter mostly, although I am in those other spaces, but I'm finding a lot of enjoyment listening to people's perspective on Twitter. So interesting. I like almost want a whole episode just on that. Like, it's so cool that there's no on Twitter. (laughs) It's funny. I haven't thought to post there in a long time. But it's still like a great place. Wait till you kind of rub up against black Twitter. It's so fun there. Oh my God. I'm going to go stalk you and see what you're doing because that sounds really exciting. And you use it like it's just a chat basically because they changed even how many characters you can have, I think, right? They increased it actually. But Yeah. yeah, it's basically a chat. People talk about current events, news, whatever their interests are on there. They also have Twitter spaces, I believe, where you can actually hold like a fireside chat digitally and you can listen to people talk. They're trying I guess maybe compete with like Clubhouse and is it Patreon? Things like that. It's pretty fun though. It could be overwhelming though because there's just so much coming at you. So take it in doses. 
Don't and are you using this for the woo piece? Is there that whole piece over there? Like, I mean, are you using that to top crystals or is this, are you more using it for other pieces of your work? Right now I'm using it to talk, just talk for my, this. so I gave my personal handles. I am yeah. on energy. Yeah. I do have an energy Twitter, but I find that in the business that I am, it's not the best space. Crystal conversations. Got it. It's better for like astrology. Oh, the astrology stuff on there is fun. (laughs) I love astrology on Twitter. So I get more engagement through Instagram for my business. But for myself, right now I am... And what's interesting is that I'm all about spirituality, but I'm also about getting to that bag as well. Like you could be both, you know, you do have to subsist in this world. And I think you should do so comfortably. So right now I've been really very engaged in like wealth strategies and how to get the bag on Twitter. There's a lot of great information on there. So I'm about that too. You just (laughs) totally piqued my curiosity. I can't (laughs) wait to go check that out. So thank you. (laughs) That was not where I thought we would end, but here we are. So is there any parting pieces of wisdom that you want to tell our listeners who now might be thinking of different ways that they can heal and radically accept themselves? I can give you guys any word of advice is just know thyself. And I hate to say good and bad, but all of the things that are good and the things that are not so good and just accept where you are first, because I think that is going to be the most helpful thing as you start to accept some of these things that are happening around you because life is happening for you and not to you. So That's such a good ending. Thank you so much, Simona, for being here today. This was amazing. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And guess what? Action doesn't have to be hard. Action does not have to be the hustle. Action just means that you have a clear idea of what you're wanting in your world and you're taking small steps to get there and you're not remaining paralyzed by the bigness of the change that you want. So the little things, they really, really, really do add up. And the best way that you can learn this is to practice it for yourself. So at the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes. You can take what you've heard and put it into action. So here's the first one from my conversation with Simona. Number one, be kind to yourself. I'm going to say that again. Be kind to yourself. Pay attention to your inner dialogue over the course of a day. Where are you beating yourself up? Reframe that to be kind to yourself. What can you notice about what you're doing really well? And I promise you, you're doing a lot really well, even on those hard days. I love this doable change. A week of being kind to yourself. What better doable change can you have than that one? All right. I guess number two comes up close. Number two is know yourself. Pick one time a day to check in with yourself. You can do this throughout the day, but if you're new to it, just pick one time and check in consistently for a week. You can ask yourself just a few really easy clarifying questions. What do I need in this moment? Maybe in that moment you need 15 more minutes of sleep or water or protein or to use the bathroom. Y'all, have you ever been sitting at your desk and know that you need to use the bathroom yet you still sit there and do work? Like know yourself, know your body, listen, right? Ask yourself those questions. 
And maybe you need to stop and breathe or step away from other people just for five minutes. Once you know what it is you need, you can just surrender to that need. That's what it looks like to know yourself. Don't you love that one too? There's some good ones this week. Number three, experiment with crystals. As you know, this is the reason why I asked Simona to be on this show. So if you have crystals, try using them in one of these ways. You can place the crystal or crystals on an altar where you meditate. So you're looking, you're seeing them. Maybe your eyes are closed, but you're seeing them as you sit down and get up. They're part of your meditation space. You can sleep with a crystal. You can put it in your bath or water. Just note, and this was shared in the episode, that not all crystals can deal with water, but you can experiment or Google. You can put it in your bra or pocket. You can hold it while you meditate or while you make a decision. And if you don't have crystals or you're choosing one because you want to have crystals, don't worry about what they mean or do. Just pick one that calls out to you for whatever reason and trust that reason. I love Simona's explanation of crystals. I hope that that inspires you and I hope you don't skip over the first doable changes to do that one, but maybe these are three that we stack over the next couple of weeks because each one of them has their own amazing wisdom in it. All right, you all, that's what I have for today. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, Share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five-minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.